up before we have our guest here. We have a guest in the house, which means we need to show honor to her. Showing honor looks like not running out to the bathroom several times. It looks like not turning to your neighbor and sharing with them like what you thought was really interesting just now. We have a lot of fun during worship, but I noticed a lot of chatting during worship. So let's be really intentional with um, this time that we have and trust that we can all go to Applebee's afterwards or see our friends tomorrow in school, right? All right. I just still see a little bit of chatting going on. So, without further ado, let's invite our speaker today, Miss Heather Norgren. All right, we're excited that Heather's in the room tonight. Get that set up however you want it. Way over here in the middle, right in the center. All right, guys, uh, give it up one more time for Heather. Testing, testing, hello, hello, hello. Do, do you need, no, we're good? Okay. Well, hi guys, my name is Heather. Um, I'm global missions director here at River of Life. I am, I wouldn't tell um, my kids whose mom I am to them, so. <laughs> So anyways, um, tonight I am going to hopefully answer a question that uh, some of you maybe have wondered. And I'm going to answer this question of does God still heal today? This is still buzzing. Do you want me to have this one still? Okay. All right. So we're going to start with this question. And hopefully by the end of this message, you guys are going to be able to have this question answered, not by me, but um, with your own answer. So before we talk about healing, though, we really need to have a foundation upon what this needs to be built on of healing. And so we're going to start with. Oh, yes. Like a lollipop, right? Yep. Okay. So we are starting with who is God? So in the Old Testament, it is in Exodus that God is called Jehovah Rapha. And in case you're wondering what that means, I have it on the screen for you so you know. But it means God our healer. So if God is our healer, we need to know, is this healer good? And does he still heal today? And so we're going to step into some of these scriptures that really stood out to me as I was writing this message and discovering who is God and what is he like. And I know that might sound kind of elementary to some of you that maybe have grown up in the church for a long time, but I want to talk about the Trinity and who is God, who is Jesus, who is Holy Spirit, and are all of them a healer? And so we want to lay a foundation that they're all they're all equally God. And this topic is so huge, it's hard to comprehend. But we're going to start with God at the top of the Godhead. And so it says in 1 John that God is love. And so if we know that God is love, that would mean that later on in the New Testament, when it says in 1 Corinthians, usually this verse says love is and then the list goes on. But since 1 John says God is love, I thought, hey, why don't we put God into this verse and see how it sits with all of you. So I'm going to read it. God is patient. God is kind. He does not envy. 
He does not boast. He is not proud. God is not rude. He's not self-seeking, not easily angered, and keeps no records of wrong. God does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. He always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. God never fails. So I want to stay camped out on this verse just for a second, because I don't know about you, but some of these words um, are easy to believe, and some of them are kind of difficult. Um, a lot of you maybe compare God to uh, an earthly parent that you have. Maybe your dad, for instance. And sometimes that's, uh, that can really distort our thinking of who God is, and is he really good? And so I want to tell you that God is not your dad, who is hard to please. God is not your coach, who is really hard to get praise from, or maybe seems like he doesn't like you. God is not your mom, who sometimes seems maybe disappointed in you. God is not like your earthly parents. No matter how great they are, he's not like your earthly parent. He's easy to please. He's in a good mood all the time. And he really, really likes you. And I don't think that we can hear that quite enough. God really, really likes you. He doesn't just love you. He likes you too. So, moving on. So who is this Jesus guy? Well, we, know, we always hear Jesus is God's son. But if God's the healer, what does that make Jesus? Is he still a healer? So I started diving into scripture, and it says that Jesus is fully God. It says in Hebrews, he is, meaning Jesus, is the radiance of gl the glory of God, the exact imprint of his nature. And so I just thought that was awesome to just have a scripture that solidly says Jesus is the exact representation of God. So all those things that we listed as God of being all good, all faithful, all he's trustworthy, he's kind, he's love. That's what Jesus is too. So what else did Jesus do to show that he is a healer? In Matthew, there is tons and tons of accounts of Jesus healing people. But I pulled just a few, and it says, When evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. He cast out spirits with a word, and he healed all who were ill. It also says that every the reason that he came was to destroy the works of the devil. That was the main reason why Jesus came. And we hear all the time in church that Jesus came to conquer sin. But we need to know what are the works of the devil because it's not just sin. It is, it is sickness, it's disease, it's depression, it's anxiety, it's all this sickness that we carry around in our bodies, whether it be our body, mind, or soul. It's not just sin. Sin affects all of those things and causes some of those things. But the works of the devil are many, many, many. 
So I am passionate about this topic because I have experienced a lot of healing. Um, as I was preparing this message, I felt like the Lord wanted me to list out the healings that I've experienced. And I had nine that I could remember. And um, they were everything from healing of my anxiety. I am completely free from anxiety. I've been healed of food allergies. I used to not be able to eat gluten or dairy. Yes, it was terrible, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> and I was completely set free in a moment from that food allergy. I have been healed of knee pain, back pain, sciatic pain, and I have seen so many more healings than I have experienced myself, and I've seen legs grow out, I've seen shoulders healed, backs healed, I mean, it's just, Jesus is still a healer today, you guys. He undoes the works of the enemy. I, have, I know people in here that have experienced healing. It's still for today. So in First Peter as well, it says, He himself, Jesus, bore our sin in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds, you were healed. I think so often... We think that um, the stories in the Bible are, um, are for then. You know, that's what Jesus did when he was here on earth. And those things don't happen anymore. And, and I wish I would have known this stuff when I was your guys' age. That he, he still does this. And that he, it's just an expression of his love for his kids. So as we progress into the last part of the Trinity... Holy Spirit. So, who's Holy Spirit? Well, Holy Spirit is also fully God. He, when Jesus was getting ready to leave the earth, he said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another, which means the same exact kind. He'll give you another helper, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be with you, be to you a friend, just like me. And he will never leave you. He remains with you and will live inside you. I promise to never leave you helpless or abandon you as orphans. Loving me empowers you to obey my words. And my Father will love you so deeply that we will come to you and make you our dwelling place. And so I know that the last few weeks have been a lot of a similar message of will you profess Jesus as your Lord and are you the same person in public as you are in private? And there's been a lot of challenges that you guys have had to humble yourself and to lay down the things that are hindering you from being a fully devoted follower of Jesus. And, and I think that Verses like these, when Jesus said, I'm leaving, he actually said, it's better that I go in scripture. And I always think like, 
Can you imagine what those disciples were thinking? Like, how can it be better that you leave? How in the world is that possible? And yet he said it, and we now get to experience that because Jesus could only be where he was at the time with those disciples. And now he said, I'm going to send my spirit to live in you, which means we get to have him at any time, anywhere. And so as I was thinking about what you guys have walked through the last couple weeks with just humbling yourself and laying down the, the things that hinder you or that maybe harbor your growth in the Lord. It's like the Lord wanted me to, to tell you, like, this life is not about white-knuckling your way through the Christian life. It's not about getting it right all the time and checking all the boxes and doing all the spiritual disciplines. Like, Jesus did all that. He accomplished everything. That will, you will never be good enough. <laughs> if it was your own doing, it would be impossible. Otherwise, he wouldn't have had to come. If somebody could get it right perfectly, he wouldn't have had to come. But he did. And he did it for you. And what I want you guys to know is that even if you were the only person on this earth, he would have done it just for you. Like, I want that to sink in. If you were the only person on this earth, and you guys know all the things you do, all the things you think, all the things you look at, the things you participate in, he still would have died for you. No strings attached. This is a gift. The Holy Spirit is a gift from the Father to you guys. Because if it, if, it was, if it wasn't a gift, he would have called it a reward. This is a reward for those who follow me. He didn't call it that. It was a free gift. We can't earn it. Just like when you buy your mom a gift for her birthday, she didn't earn it. You guys don't earn your Christmas presents. I guarantee it. A lot of you should probably get coal if we are all honest, right? You don't earn your presents. Otherwise, I mean, come on. So these are gifts, but in order to, to have a gift, you have to be able, you have to open it, right? You have to open the gift. You can receive it, but you have to open it and let it in. So if we dig into the Holy Spirit a little bit more, what I, what I came to find out, and I was just so, this is, might be a little nerdy, all these, the Greek words, but it, it just was too good to not share. So the Aramaic word, which was the biblical language of that time, for Holy Spirit meant paracleta. And if you break down this word of the original language, it literally means to end the work of the curse. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. He ends the curse. That is good news. So if you choose to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, he ends the curse, which means he ends the sickness, he ends the pain, he ends the depression, he ends the anxiety, he ends all the, the curse that the devil wants to impose on so many of us. He comes to end that. So in Acts... Um, Jesus is telling his disciples, 
Don't leave Jerusalem, but wait until you receive the gift that I told you about. The gift the Father has promised. The gift is the Holy Spirit, and he will come upon you, and you will be seized with power. So, again, this isn't a workspace program. This is the gift. He's the perfect dad who took all the pain, all the sickness. I think about when my kids are sick. I wish I could take their sickness from them. And when you become a parent, you will understand the love of God at a greater measure than you do even now. But when you have a friend who's hurting or a brother that's sick, if you have a deep love for that person, you wish that you could take that for them. And that is exactly what Jesus did for us as his kids. He bore all of our sin on his body and paid that price so that we could be healed. And so the thing that I want to keep driving in is that healing is not about powerful prayers, saying the right thing, um, trying to get it right and be perfect, or your abilities. This is about him. Healing is about just him displaying another side of who he is. There are a list of original names of God being the provider and the healer and the protector, and the list goes on and on. But tonight, we're just tunneling in on God being the healer. So if God's the healer, that makes Jesus the healer. And this also means that Holy Spirit is also a healer. And I love, I love this quote by Bill Johnson. He says, the supernatural interventions of God were done to reveal the extravagant heart of the Father for people. Every miracle is a revelation of his nature. And in that revelation is an invitation for relationship. Everything that Jesus does is to pursue us as his kids. It's always about intimacy. It's always about relationship with him. Anytime he heals somebody, it's just so that they can see his power and also see how much he loves his kids. And so I want, I'm going to show a video and in this video, I really want you to, I want you to literally feel like you're in this video. And there's two different stories in this video. One person in this story um, agreed to the healing because his friends convinced him to go or be brought there. And maybe that's you. Maybe you were brought here by friends and, and your friend really wants you to, to understand what it is that they believe and know that God is good. But then there's another person in this story that wanted healing so bad that she broke a lot of rules in order to get the healing because she wanted it so bad. And maybe that's you. Maybe you want healing so bad from your depression, from your sickness, from your anxiety, from your addiction, 
from the hurt from a friendship. No need is too small. He is the God that loves the details. Every single thing matters to him. And so I want you to just, I really want you to pretend like you are like the only person in this room and really just soak in. And and I want you to stare into the eyes of Jesus in this video and know that it's him looking back at you.